Hello and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth, and this is Season 3, Episode 6, Body Confidence, with Alex Schmidt. I'm just like really about building our own systems. It does start with finding your community and and investing in it and like putting yourself out there. And I think a big thing has been really figuring out what my boundaries are and making them super clear and not apologizing for it. I think that that's part of it is like, stop tricking yourself into thinking that like you have this perfect little crystallized idea. You just need to drop it. Alex Schmidt is an athlete, artist, community organizer, and comedian who's performed at MoMA, PS1, The Kitchen, Performa, and American Medium. She's exhibited sculptures as part of a solo presentation at Leslie Lohman Museum in 2018 and Rachel Comey in 2016. She's the co-founder and director of Dyke Soccer and the co-founder and CEO of Queer Speed Cruising. She's also taught improv to senior citizens. She hosts online figure modeling classes on Zoom every week. No one is turned away for lack of funds. Schmidt's work has been featured in The New Yorker, Vogue, Them, Thrillist, Office Magazine, Days Digital, Elite Daily, Queer York City, Days and Confused Magazine, Cosmopolitan, New York Magazine, Brooklyn Art Council, Broadly, and Art 21. Here's Alex. I'm Alex Schmidt, AKA Body Confidence. My pronouns are she, they, or thine. I also like thine. I am an artist and an athlete. I run Dyke Soccer. I also do a lot of community organizing, Dyke Soccer, but also queer speed cruising. I co-organize Dyke TV screenings with Ayanara Typhenfaller. I am pursuing my MFA at Hunter. For art, I say combined media, which for me is mostly social practice but also quilting and videos. And I make a lot of merch. I make these gay Gap shirts that have been really fun to see spreading around on new friends and strangers all over the world. And especially during quarantine, I've been doing a lot more figure modeling than ever before. So before quarantine, I was figure modeling for a consistent group every month, which is how I met Joni. And then I've been hosting weekly figure modeling sessions on Zoom, bringing out like a lot more of my characters. So finding ways to blend it with my performance work and my social and community organizing work. I'm busy. (laughs) It's how I manage my anxiety. I feel like I am like half Barbara Corcoran, half like this like dyke community organizer service oriented person I'm definitely an entrepreneur and like financially savvy and like to run businesses and i also feel like extremely committed in terms of what i'm going to leave the world with like to changing things and most of all helping people find connection like not just dating though that's great but like finding community finding support finding mental health care finding a doctor if they need one finding like places to live 
Dyke Soccer is a like a network right now of about a thousand people that spans between New York, LA, and DC. So we have three chapters, and it's a financially accessible, queer inclusive soccer team that's more of a pickup league than a pay to play situation where you sign up for an entire season. We are free for anyone who needs it and are non competitive. And definitely are about like owning sort of dyke power in soccer and taking over the fields with that. For most of us in our lives and with something that was really missing, like this queer inclusive sports culture, I had stopped, like I played soccer my whole life and had stopped playing because there just wasn't a place for me or for most of my now teammates. And now like through quarantine, we've been doing mental health check-ins every week and like growing a lot closer emotionally but I think that's built on like creating this community space kind of out of the out of thin air a little bit and that kind of blends with queer speed cruising there's a pretty similar community or like a big community overlap queer speed cruising is an event I run with my friend Lily Murata and It's a speed cruising dating event. We call it cruising because dating feels like going on an interview or like, yeah, looking at someone's LinkedIn profile and deciding if you're going to get married. And we find that like queer modes of flirting and finding each other could be like sitting down with someone for three minutes, talking to them, learning you have a lot in common with their roommate who then connects you to like an open studio, which is where you end up meeting your partner. So cruising as like a form of loose flirting and meeting and connection building. And it's built on a lot of comedy. We have referees, which is like the role for our dyke soccer players and a goofy, like mean slideshow that plays. We haven't done it in the past few months because of quarantine. So I've been figure modeling for like basically since I moved to New York about eight years ago, it would be like, you're paid $50 and it's like five people watching you. And I definitely, you know, was trying something new, but also definitely found that it's like a really perfect balance for me between performance and body movement. I don't really know what to call it because it is just like posing, holding a pose. It feels so meditative for me. And I love seeing everybody's way of seeing me or perception of me in all of their drawings. So I've always been saying like, God, I wish I could do this more. And I ended up meeting a group that's run by my friend Colleen called Sunday Salons. And that is how I started doing it like somewhat more consistently. So like once a month. And it was felt like a much safer group because it's like vast majority women in this group, but also it's mostly Colleen's friend or like Colleen's community that I was posing for. And so I didn't necessarily know a lot of the people before I started posing for that group. And then with this pandemic, Colleen and I were talking about it as like just a possibility, like to try it. And so you know, like posted about it, shared it with this group. And that's sort of the group that was like the foundation for now over the last couple of months, figuring out 
an, an even broader community that I think like because I'm organizing it now is like very queer, very explicitly financially um, inclusive, which is like super central to all the projects I do, especially dyke soccer and queer speed cruising. There's always the option of coming if even if you can't like afford to pay. And that's kind of, to me, like one way that a community can can function is just like on an honor code system. And it's been really interesting, like navigating my boundaries and sense of safety and security of doing this thing that's always felt like super freeing. I love being naked. I love naked beaches. I love walking around the house naked. I don't have any shame getting naked in front of people as long as they're like respectful and for the most part women and queer but like doing it on the internet has been you know like a totally new experience so many possibilities like I can show so much more I, I have like so much more control over what the set looks like what I'm dressed as like what the angle is that people are seeing me from and I also there are ways that I have so much less control because there's a big difference between being in a room with 10 people IRL where you can see everyone and what they're doing and having like a hundred people and kind of wanting to find a balance between like being able to spread my legs and be shameless, but also just like protect myself and be able to continue that kind of like vulnerability and presence without, yeah, like getting hurt. And I don't totally know what that, means i can imagine a couple like scenarios but mainly like it's about just not having to work like wanting to not worry about it because i truly feel like this is something i've realized i can do that makes me feel really 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 in my body which is something that feels impossible to do with people right now so to be able to do that like while being with the energy of like a hundred plus people just feels insane gift to have during this time when I feel super isolated. And I know a lot of other people do and are too, because they're growing every week too, or changing, or I'm figuring out like new things that are, aren't working. Like I'm always kind of like nervous and trying to make sure it all goes right. So like, I never know sometimes whether it was like a baller session or was really messy because I'm really like working. So like, there's so many things going on, but this person said like that going to the session woke up a part of them that had been sleeping. And that really like really resonated with me. I mean, it's just like feels insane to be doing something that would have that effect on somebody. And I also feel the same. Like I feel that, this has completely reset or shifted like my way of seeing myself. I've just like gotten truly hundreds of messages from in part because like when people register, they can leave a little note, but like hundreds of messages of people saying like, this is like, it's a, a consistent thing that a lot of people are returning to, which I think is helpful for me also but like I'm also I love that like some people have started bringing their moms into it and I often like pin my video on a mom it's like soothing to know that that's more like the demographic I'm 
like excited about than worry about like someone I don't trust. Like I'm like, I'll just focus on the moms and not like worry about like the one or two people I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel, you know, a lot of people are like running into, into friends in these rooms and, or drawing from all over the world, like from places I've never been. So that's also just like a wild feeling to be connecting like across the world like that. I have like a gut feeling that I know what body confidence means, but I also don't. Like, I think a lot of times people think body confidence just means like what it kind of means culturally now, which is sort of just like, yes, your body, like woohoo or something. And I do feel that, but I'm also kind of like part of it, like my story is that I lived with like, like have lived with a lot of eating disorders and body dysmorphia and depression. And it's not like, I'm just like, I was born confident in my body or that I feel confident every day or that the risks that I take don't like keep me up at night for like a week straight. It's just kind of, I, I, I think like for me trying to always remind myself that I want to feel in my body and I want to make decisions that come from a kind of like presence inside of in my body and it sounds really vague but I guess it's just when I like moved or like right when I moved to New York I had a really bad job I had like a full mental break and became yoga certified and just got like really into that simple idea of being in your body and it doesn't really mean much more than it sounds like but in terms of figure modeling I think like a lot of times the assumption of figure modeling is like the model is an object and it's usually like, especially the female body is going to be passive and like in repose and not particularly powerful. I am very blessed with like a super jacked muscular body. And in my figure modeling, I try to heighten that or heighten creases, like make angles come from below so that I'm not just serving like angles and poses that are about flattering myself to fulfill some kind of gaze, but also like anything consistent. I don't really, I, I like shape-shifting my gender and my like character. And I, I believe that I'm an artist as the model versus like a model in this context is like referred to as the model. And I mean, maybe I'm saying I'm a muse or something, but I'm really like, I'm an artist. These are choices I'm making. These are angles I'm taking. Like, this isn't just a passive body that you're looking at. And then it's like a given. It's like, these are, I'm trying to like heighten the lens and choose the lens. And I think, I don't know always what that means in relationship to like, the name body confidence it's sort of like a nickname that stuck because of like my handle but it also does mean being a really buff dyke that's like getting naked and like trying to be to like move from laughter and humor and failure and empathy and shamelessness and all those things like are pretty rare to see, I think, even if sometimes it feels like completely natural to me. 
it's been really interesting. I don't know. There've been so many different like things I've dealt with in my personal life and like figuring out, yeah, like what feels good and, and trying to understand why I'm doing this and not other things that I was doing before. There's been, I've gone through all kinds of like waves of guilt and like fear with it. But when I'm actually doing the thing, I don't feel that way. It's more of like anticipation or like post-social anxiety or those kinds of feelings that are a lot about like criticizing myself or trying to distract myself from like peace by finding things to pick at or something. But I think a big thing has been really figuring out what my boundaries are and making them super clear and not apologizing for it. And some of that really just took like, for example, I asked that people don't take photos or video or like people are not allowed to take photos or videos unless they've asked for consent ahead of time. And that is just because I realized like a few times, a couple of people like posted a video or told me that they'd made a drawing from the photo they'd taken. And I realized I wasn't comfortable with that. And it wasn't like anyone's fault for taking photos. I'd even kind of encouraged that before I just realized like as the thing grew, I didn't really want this freewheeling like house mouth policy around my body. I want there to be limitations. Like you are attending this live performance and that's what it is. That's what you're paying for. That's what you signed up for. And that's what I'm giving you. And I'm not giving consent to more than that because that's where it starts to like snowball out of control. Of course, like people might still take photos. Like they might still go outside of that but there are at this point so many things in the way i vet everybody before i send them the link meaning i like just confirm that they're who they say they are cis men need to be vetted by someone in the group or at least like write me a really gasab story or something really good application and that's kind of like enough because at the end of the day i am someone that like loves to be naked at the beach and like someone could take a photo of me there too and I don't have any shame around what I'm doing. I'm literally a preschool teacher. Like the families there could find out about what I'm doing. So it's like the stakes could be considered kind of high for me, but I just don't think I'm doing anything wrong. Like I think it's my body and I never, like I don't consent to it being related to as a thing that's like bad to be seen naked on the internet. Like I don't think it's, I don't think like a photo of me from this ends up in like someone's email box and my life is over. I just don't even know who that would be. So, I mean, maybe I'm having, I like, like to think that I'm just don't have enough forethought or something. Like, what if I want to be a politician or something? But I'm like, well, that's the kind of politician I would be. I would be a politician that has naked photos of her all over, out of her control, because that's a piece of me that I'm comfortable with. And like, I'm even proud of. I definitely am like a future future thinker all the time thinking about like scheming about next steps and plans like have so many fantasies for the future of dyke soccer the future of my figure modeling the future of like you know different work I want to make or like events I want to host I think that where we're at right now as much as like I don't want 
COVID to be happening. I think like what the mutual aid organizing that's going on looks like is a lot of what our future could start to look like and hopefully start to show people the importance of living proactively and and doing things like even though they're not going to be perfect the first several times you do it and definitely like will never be perfect ever but I do think there's like a lot of passivity and it comes from like totally a a lot of understandable fear like fear of cancel culture fear of like just doing like getting in trouble or doing the wrong thing and it like is at the expense of of like our power and so I'm just like really about building our own systems and maybe like through those systems and building power, like like soccer, for example, it means that I now have like a hundred voices together and that's a group that can come together to demand change in a lot of other ways. But it does start with finding your community and, and investing in it and like putting yourself out there and, you know, like going on a limb and inviting somebody you've never talked to before to do something with you because you really believe in like what you want to see in the world. And that could be different for everybody for sure. And it definitely is not, it's definitely a lot of work, but the payoff ultimately would be like all of our power and our rights, not being in the hands of people that don't understand like our, like don't buy into our philosophy, which I guess I'm assuming our, for listeners, but my philosophy is definitely like, don't hurt people, support your community, take what you need, leave the world more beautiful than you found it, laugh and check your check in on your elders. These kinds of like, just almost small town Midwestern values, but applied to a queer world. Cancel culture is, to me, a super big <laughs> bummer. And it definitely like, I've had comments, trolly comments on like things I've done or people like trying to come for me or telling me to stop or whatever, like all the time. It happens all the time when you're especially trying to create things for the queer community because the queer community is really sensitive, really aware, really wants to make sure everything's being done ethically and correctly. Unfortunately, a lot of times that stuff does happen in a public sphere, like versus happening directly where like they would sort of call in, which is like what I would advocate for. And I think one thing you can do to like absolve yourself of at least like a small percentage of cancel culture fear is to like practice calling in yourself and start building that culture yourself and within your own community and just like really that means like initiating tough conversations from a place of like genuinely wanting to resolve them and understand each other and not just like judging people and coming for people without considering their point of view or perspective. And then obviously they won't always agree. You can't always control how people are going to see you and you do have to sometimes just like stand your ground. And I think my advice for people that are like sitting on ideas, I definitely sit on ideas because I'm worried because I want it to be done perfectly when I do it or like I don't want someone to steal my idea. So I don't even want to put it out there because I don't want it to be taken. I, I do think like most of our ideas are probably bad. And so we should probably just try all of them and like get them out of our system so that we can move on to the next one. And the ones that are good, 
people will always get inspired from from good things but like it's so worth trying and the the first time you try anything you learn a billion things you would do differently the next time and that's why you have to start because you actually don't know until you do it and it's not perfect and you get to do it again so I think that that's part of it is like stop tricking yourself into thinking that like you have this perfect little crystallized idea you just need to drop it because it's like you don't you're gonna do it and then be like oh this actually I never thought of that until I like did it and a few people mentioned this thing and or like it was harder to make than I expected and or whatever people will have things to say and have a good friend who like loves laughing at that stuff with you because it will happen. If you'd like to follow Alex's work, check out both of her websites, bodyconfidence.org and dykesoccer.org. Future Prairie is sponsored by Oregon Community Foundation. They collect donations and distribute them to almost 4,000 nonprofit organizations across the state, awarding over $109 million in grants and scholarships annually. You can find out more and apply for a grant of your own at OregonCF.org. This episode was written and produced by me, Joni Whitworth, and edited by Matt Larimer. If you have any questions or feedback about the show, please feel free to reach out at futureprairie.com or on social media at futureprairie.